It was in the midst of a recent Dharma gathering when one of the newer students, who had been struggling a bit, raised her hand and said, This all sounds wonderful, but why does it matter? She continued, None of my friends or family understand or seem to care about Buddhism. In fact, I feel as though I can't tell them I'm being here doing this. They'll see it as something silly or frivolous. So how can it be of any use to me if I can't share it with the people I'm closest to? When will it ever be of use? It was an honest question, not issued as a challenge, but by someone who had seen her newfound path come to the edge of a crevasse with no obvious way across to the other side. I remembered one of Lama Yeshe's writings in which he put forth that if one hasn't realized insights as to how their mind works, if they don't yet have a solid grounding in what is positive or altruistically beneficial, and what is negative or self-obsessively harmful, one is easily derailed, gets confused, and often gives up. The Buddha taught that we all have constant discontent in our lives, and our ignorance of it and its source is both the cause and result of our undermining unsteadiness. Our lineage of teachings and practices lead to wisdom understandings that dispel this ignorance and in doing so give rise to intuitive interest that sparks the incentive to begin learning. Then, as interest deepens, it awakens the energy that fuels our learning as well as setting forth the direction or focus of that energy. Once on the path of understanding, enriched by the effects of virtuous intentions and actions, profoundly practical upgrades in behavior and the mind behind our behaviors begin to intuitively take place. Here is a short list of just some of the wisdom changes born of mind understanding. Interpersonal relationships. The sometimes not so subtle me versus them way of seeing ourselves in relation to others begins to diminish as awareness of similarities intensifies. Me more easily becomes us. Friendships and close relationships enrich and flourish. Those with whom we have disputes and squabbles become less adversarial to us, and situations arise that are more opportunistic for humility and open-mindedness. Navigating impermanence. Life becomes much more of a dance. Nothing remains static. Everything is changing. We recognize each moment as being full of opportunity, presenting a fresh reshuffling of the deck and the cards we play. We learn to move with what is occurring, to swim rather than sink, and do so effectively, instinctively, with gentle strength. Patience, the antidote to the mind-corrupting poison of anger. We learn to cultivate patience, progressively distancing ourselves from the reactive freak show of not getting our own way. Familiar annoyance leading to anger, leading to hatred, leading to the slippery slope of regrettable actions. Joy. As our self-regarding begins to diminish, a direct result of the qualities being discussed here, other regarding takes root. A gradual but progressively beneficial process 
we begin to take joy in the accomplishments and successes of others. As this occurs, the mind cleanses, becoming authentically healthy and strong, and moments of envy and jealousy lessen in occurrence, duration, and intensity. Confidence. We become more deeply confident people, not full of superior braggadocio or arrogance, but with minds clearer, vaster, and more flexible, enriched with understanding born of wisdom, well-being. All of the above, and yes, there's more as well, blend together to effectuate a mind in which well-being abides. And just as a garden with fertile soil provides the basis for prodigious and beautiful blossoms, virtuous and well-intentioned thoughts, skillful and wise, abound in the mind sustained with well-being. Our discussion focused on the understanding leading to patience process in responding to the student's question. She listened carefully and smiled at the notion of being more Buddha-like patient in unnerving situations. It seemed to resonate and put her at ease. The Dalai Lama says he is not interested in creating more Buddhists, just happier, more beneficial people. So call it what you will, but consider, whatever the situation in which you find yourself, the mind in which your thoughts arise from a sense of genuine well-being will allow you to be at your clearest, wisest, most lovingly kind best. And what you do will be of best possible benefit, perhaps profoundly so, to you and those around you. Remember, it's not about calling oneself a Buddhist, nor is it about walking or talking like a Buddha. Rather, it's about using your understandings and clarifying mind to best be like one. This is how we share our understandings of our Buddhist practices with others. This recording, titled Understanding and Wisdom, was written by Mark Winwood. Mark, that's me, is the founder of the Chenrizik Project, a Colorado-based Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group with an increasingly international online presence. You can learn more about the Chenrizik Project at our website, www.chenrizikproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G project.org or by sending me an email at info at Our accompanying music, titled Elizabeth, was composed by the San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega and appears on his 1997 album Down the Road. Bobby's musical collaborators on this song include the legendary percussionist Erto Marrera and the Turtle Island String Quartet. You can learn more about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A.com. Or, as he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. As always, we remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity in sharing his beautiful music with us in these broadcasts. 
please feel free to share the link to this with those you feel it might resonate. And thank you for listening.